short uh so pay attention can you afford uh everyday conversation decision making breakdown point of views of course he say she say see how we play real life issues hit the replay debate in politics what sport you profit with today's world news food for thought so come get a plate pull up All right, ladies and gentlemen, I want to welcome y'all to another episode of the Daily Dollar Show podcast. As always, it's your host, Martin. I'm joined by my partner, Crown Marlon. What's good, sir? What's good, brother? How are you feeling today? Man, another day, another dollar. I'm, I'm here. I'm alive. I'm, I'm enjoying these election memes. You know, that's what we can do. Right. Social media is undefeated as always. But today we are joined by a special guest. She is the yes, host sir. of the Self-Aware Millennial Podcast. She goes by Jane Nix. Also known as Jessica Mixon. Man, welcome to the podcast. Thank y'all for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Absolutely. <laughs> Self-aware millennial. That's that's a fun name. Like there's just so much to unpack with that in my mind. Well, actually, funnily enough, it's actually the self-aware millennial because there actually is another podcast out there called Self-Aware Millennial without really? the the. Okay. So oh, yeah. Yeah. Those are okay. some facts for you so if you're looking we'll, up the self-aware millennial make sure you put the the in there so we'll tag you, know. you we'll, we'll tag you in it for sure. <laughs> yeah yeah the prepositions matter there it is yes um, it does <laughs> i love it <laughs> so so tell us about yourself tell us what do you do who you are how, how you got into podcasting and all that fun stuff cool well i am a local here in new orleans um performer actress singer dancer entrepreneur artist whatever you name it artistically i probably have done it and are still doing it oh roller skater as well i do a lot of roller skating a eh. um catch me at skate country every thursday <laughs> anyway no airline not airline i haven't actually been to airline and since we were at st anthony honestly i haven't been oh, there in so long i missed um, that skate night yeah, that was like my that was the highlight of my time there, besides having to do the fair dances. Cause some people didn't like uh, them, but like I, I liked I love fair dances though. I love fair dances. Yeah. So at St. Anthony Opadua, which is where we went, they had a a spring festival that every year for the kids. And uh-huh. you know, it's just like a a spring festival, also a fundraiser, but every class had their own like special fair dance so like all the classes had a performance of a song and they dressed in costume and everything and that was like my favorite part because like it meant i got a chance to perform on stage but anyway but back to to who i am um yeah i do a lot in the city in regards to at the moment a lot of organization work um I work with the community grassroots organizations here, especially after George Floyd, Ahmaud Aubrey, and Breonna Taylor and the whole uprising. I really got into going and doing a lot with the the grassroots organizations, uh, particularly the workers group, People's Assembly, and Take Them Down NOLA. So um, you'll normally see me out there marching with them somewhere with somebody's megaphone. Um, But I do that. (laughs) Yeah. Other than that, um, I now I'm also a podcaster. But before I podcasted, or I should say in the transition into podcasting, because my podcast actually started right before COVID-19 hit. Um, Mm. I believe it started February uh, about three weeks before COVID. 
But anyway, I was a victory bell at the World War II Museum for okay. four years. And I just left them about a month and a half ago for um, reasons that very well cater to the same reasons that a lot of people are leaving these predominantly white institutions right now. And I don't have to go into all of that at the moment. Uh, fair but if you actually- It's been well spoken about. It's been documented. I, I know I've read numerous different things about the, the goings on at the World War II Museum and everything like that, so. And it's all documented on the Dismantle National World War II Museum Instagram page. So you can just go through there and read right. all of the testimonials. There's at least 200, almost 200 of them up there right now. Um, I'm one of the organizers for that page, clearly. And, you know, it's been a, it's been a lot of work, but we can see now that even the museum is starting to catch the hint and they're starting to listen to the people which they're stopping like the, the issue is, is what, at least with the museum right now is that they and this is something that I always hone into on my own podcast the self-aware millennial when it comes to self-accountability you have to be able to look within yourself before you go ahead and try to hold someone else accountable the museum in this instance has not looked within themselves and they have not even admitted to their own faults but right. they're already trying to work on a solution they have not even admitted to their faults so right now Kind of like the country. Yeah, the whole country. Yeah, <laughs> and it's, it's yeah. It's it's a it's a thing with white organizations. Yes, predominantly white organizations. It. Yeah, you know yes. we don't want to admit it, but we'll do something. We'll try to do something about it. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm doing that. Um, when I'm not doing that, I'm roller skating for therapy. Like literally I've done, I've learned so much within the last couple of months since I got my roller skates and Paula skate, by the way, I wish we were, I wish I was like one of their ambassadors. I would love to be one of their ambassadors. Um, Cause they are like the, <laughs> probably the best skate company I have, I have rolled with since, um, since I started roller skating. But anyway, so I, I do that and I obviously talk a lot. So this is why I'm a podcaster. Um, Absolutely. And my that's podcast has been around. It. Yeah, it's been around for like eight months now. And it's just, you know, on the come up and I'm excited. Like this is fun work for me. I just get a chance to talk and let my feelings out. And, you know, it, it's kind of a, and it's funny, like um, my boyfriend, you know, like I normally would always just like talk to him and like sometimes he just doesn't, not that he doesn't want to hear it, but like I can go on and on and on and on, yeah, like yeah. up you until know, like, the wee like, hours right, in the morning. All right, all right, like we, our capacity <laughs> is limited. I acknowledge that. Like we, we only have certain on that. Yeah, right. I, I, you know, and so yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So now I have this outlet. So all he has to do now, thankfully, he's also an audio engineer. So mm -hmm. he's been editing my podcast. So he just has oh, to listen. He listens to me the other way, but okay. you know, it's what he does. Like that's his his mm -hmm. job. So that's fine. Yeah. Hey, but you know what? It, it, that's that's cool having somebody with that background to like kind of help you put all this together. Cause I know. Well, okay, so I should also mention I just like he just jumped on board like within like the last two episodes <laughs> I have been editing like the thing about my podcast is like I've made sure that at least within every little additive of things that I've done with it mm -hmm. I've made sure I have been able to do it because I don't want to depend on someone else to do it right at some point like because sometimes you know something may happen I may have to jump in like I want to be able to do that and right. be like that hands-on person so um mm -hmm. he's a sound editor and all I have to do like my issue was is like I have these big old podcasts and like it takes me six hours to edit everything down and 
that's like six hours out of my life that I could have been doing something else. So I'm just like, okay, mm -hmm. if you can take this and just edit this and I can, I can work on something else, like pertaining to the podcast, but like more on the creative side, right. like, so it's worked out yeah. that way. And that's kind of where I'm trying to trail towards. Like I'm trying to get other folks to be able to do the work that would keep me and that would keep me being able to focus on the creative aspect of it, of right. like, you know, building it in the creative way. Right. Facts. Yeah. So, all right. I so, love it. I love it. yeah. I mean, look, you got. I, I get it because that—that's kind of how Marlon and I. Because I'm, I'm more technical, even though mm -hmm. I had technical very, issues. Very. Like, oh, know. it's okay. It's so. fine. I, I know. I know how. I know how that is. Just with it, I had a last. I had a podcast episode that I filmed yesterday, and for some reason. I was I was filming it over GarageBand and for some reason I don't know what switched or whatever, but like my sound was just coming out with all kinds of feedback and I mm -hmm. I I spent like 20, 30 minutes just trying to fix that. My guest was just waiting there and I was just like, I'm so sorry. Right. But I, this has to be right. Right. <laughs> so we gotta get this figured just, out. Yeah, it happens. Yeah. So all right, so jumping right into it. Um we have we have an election. Yeah, we we we, do, we, do. we we still have an election. Look, I should say. Look, ladies and gentlemen, we are still <laughs> in this election. It's Man, still going. It's over. It's over. Well, so I'm gonna say this: the last, the last pundits, the last updates from 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 all the people that are counting. You know, Biden has it in the bag from the way it looks, but as Atlanta has proven, no fourth quarter lead is safe. <laughs> um, <laughs> So more times than none, for sure. Yeah, definitely. So la last thing we need to get, do is get kind of overzealous about it. But statistically and mathematically, just like looking at it, you know, we're at this point where, you know, Pennsylvania, Nevada, uh, you know, those states come through. It's over with. Yeah. Right now, it's showing. I'm looking at it on Google right now. Nevada, Pennsylvania, and Georgia are leading towards Joe, mm -hmm. and the only one that's leading towards Trump is North Carolina. Right, which so, is not surprising. Yeah. So Pennsylvania, Nevada, what else? No, North Carolina, and Georgia. Okay, that's what Georgia. So, how, what are we looking at right now? Currently, with Georgia, like, what's the percentage right now? Um. I, oh, oh, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Uh, right now for Georgia, it's 49.4 for Biden and 49.3 for Trump. Right. So yeah. Atlanta is only on this left right now in Georgia, or there's still some more parts of Georgia? No, no, no. Georgia, Georgia is 99% reported. So okay. literally 1% left. Uh, yeah. it's, a, it's a difference of like 4,000 votes. Nevada yeah. is a difference of like 20, 23,000 votes. Um, wow. Well, it looks like there was a 1% already for the Libertarian Party with Joe Jer Jergensen. Joe Jordan, yeah. Yeah. So some kind of math, this math ain't right, I don't think. Well, so no, right because you got 97.8% you got for Nevada, it's 97.8%. Uh, for Georgia, that'll be 98.7%. And then, so you got 1.3% left in Georgia. You got, you know, 2% left 
So, yeah, I, I mean, that seems right. That being said, I mean, statistically, Joe needs six. Six, six votes, six electoral votes. Yeah, he only That's needs it? six more. Yeah, he only needs six more because right now he's at 264 mm-hmm. and okay. Trump's at 214. So, I mean, yeah, Trump's like 50 behind him. Yeah. Yeah, I, I last saw earlier today, he was at 253. So, mm-hmm. shot up. Well, so here's the thing 253 okay. is based on the 253 is based on like all the states that have hit 100% reporting. Mm hmm. So that's that's kind of where it's at. So that's why Facebook hasn't like updated theirs right. in so long because Google is the one. I'm like, why isn't Facebook and Instagram right now like purporting the 264 like I see yeah. on Google? So okay. So yeah. So in a sense, like they're they're looking at some of them, and so what I've seen is social media. They've basically just been doing every state that's you know either a hundred percent reported or so far in favor that it's it's not going to happen like there's not enough votes to make up the difference uh so like for instance and then the four states that are left out of everything is pennsylvania north carolina nevada and georgia so three of those states though Biden leading while exactly. leading North Carolina. So Correct. pretty much it's it's almost like and all 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 Biden needs is Nevada to to be done. As soon as Nevada has six electoral votes, which that's all he needs to get to two seventy, and that'd be two seventy, yeah. And then he he then it's done. Now that being said, uh, <laughs> so. We know Trump is already trying to fight this. <laughs> Bruh. I mean, the thing is, it's like all like North Carolina would still only put him 15, 15 higher. So he'd be at like 230. That's it. I mean, again, he yeah. still needs 56 votes. They're not 56 out there. It would force a runoff. Right. And like, again, Nevada only has six electoral votes. Even if Nevada, like he, you said, were to, it's you know. Enough. Regardless, well, no, matter. for right, but either way, like since these are all since these other states are already swinging, like there's three states out of four swinging mm-hmm. towards Biden. Like no matter which one decides or which to one it's confirmed, yeah. Biden gonna win. The fact that Trump is fighting so hard, like, <laughs> but you know, so <laughs> hard. so one, you know, it's it's just. It's crazy to me because one, when 2016 happened, if you had a problem with the election, you were a snowflake. And now, so I'm like, do we call Trump supporters snowflakes now? But you know, Trump, I mean, he's he, he's trying to get military votes thrown out. That makes zero sense. Aren't so he's all about making America great again, right? He's all about standing for the flag, respecting the flag. You stopping the voting is not the American way. You telling the military your vote doesn't count. That's not the American way. So which one is it, brother? I need to know which one is it. I gotta know. Like, so, you just- so this is this is his statement Thursday night uh, from the White House. Which, mind you, it is actually illegal to have a campaign rally at the White House. So he, he is I breaking. Was a statement he I thought it was a statement he was reading. Cause I, I saw it briefly. I no, 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 no. He, he, but he's had like campaign rallies 
at the White House, which is illegal. Uh, like he he can't like do that just legally. Like him well, going out. And make, no, no, we're not surprised. But so he made this statement: If you count the illegal votes, they can try to steal the election from us. Now that was in regards to mail-in votes. So basically, he's saying that if the votes didn't make it in by election day, they shouldn't be counted. The problem with that is you have military members overseas whose votes mm. still haven't made it in. Wow, I didn't think about that. Overseas, right. I didn't think about that. Okay. So what he's trying to do is he's filing injunctions, he's filing lawsuits, he's doing everything against all these states that still have these ballots coming in. And it's like this, it's thousands of ballots. It's thousands of votes. In these states, like we see, you know, one state is 4,000 votes. That's it. Mm. It's, it's literally yeah. different. So, you know, it's it, it's crazy. I mean, what do we expect? <laughs> but go ahead, Jess, I want to hear your opinion on this. I mean, I don't think it's crazy. I think this is exactly what we, I, I had a feeling this was exactly, I think a lot of people were already prepping for this. Um, the fact that, and I don't know if it's, I mean, it depends on how, how crazy, I guess, I guess it depends on what your definition of crazy is in this situation. Mm-hmm. I know the white people's version of this is crazy can be all over the place, depending on who they're leaning towards. But I know there's a lot, I think I posted something recently, um, that, you know, there were some that were just, you know, they were like, I can't believe this is happening. And, you know. I think this is kind of like what happened when he got elected in 2016. Like there were so many people that were like, I can't believe he got elected. I thought we had this in the bag. And I'm like, I'm not surprised at all. And I really, you know, it's another day, another day for me. Yeah. I know, but in the other, and the other thing, and especially this is what they say a lot in our, um, a lot right now, the rallies and protests, but you know, it's the two sides of the same coin. Yes. Having Joe is going to be, the better side of the coin, but I think there was another meme I saw. Like there's, it's like left wing, white wing. It's the same bird. Like yeah. they're mm. all still catered towards capitalist society. Yeah. Um. At the end of the day, I'm still gonna be making sixty two cents to a white man's dollar, no matter who wins. So it's like, mm-hmm. you know, you got to think about it from that perspective. But with Joe, we do have a better chance of fighting to make that change. So and it's the, like, and that's that's the biggest thing, and that's what I've been telling people. Like, I know, I know, I have some people I'm friends with on Facebook, and this whole election season, <clears throat> like everything, this whole time, everything they've been posted has been. It's like it's like disparaging towards Joe Biden, and like I get it, you know. Historically, if you look at his track record, you know, if you if you're gonna go if you take the time to go back thirty or forty years, yeah. But, right, but who is who is the same person 30, 40 exactly. years? Exactly, like, and that's why I always get like some people they're like, well, you everyone you know, like to 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 again. This is also about self accountability. Yes. these people that are saying these things probably haven't even looked at themselves and like oh did do you like yourself did you like the way you were like 20 30 years ago like if i go back 10 15 years you know the decisions i made then are completely different decisions than what i'm gonna make now because i'm a completely different person with completely different circumstances and situations so for me to look at it and say okay do i want the guy who went through 
eight years of adding 20 million people to healthcare that didn't have healthcare before? Do I want the guy who worked to raise minimum wage? Do I want the guy that worked with you know, people to make sure that pre-existing conditions were protected? Do I want the guy who worked with people to make sure, you know, LGBTQ rights were protected, that they had the same rights as everybody else? Do I want that guy? Or do I want the guy who doesn't want any of that? Or do you, that, that same guy also, and I always just like, people forget about this, but I used to watch Sesame Street growing up. Mm-hmm. They made a character in conjunction with who Donald Trump is. They called him Ronald Grump. Yes. And so like nobody likes Ronald Grump. Like literally there is a Sesame Street character that doesn't, that is basically Trump, but like a, like a, a Sesame Street character. So it's just like, why would you go with someone that has a bad reputa- reputation on Sesame Street? Right. <laughs> so, so. And, and that's the thing, like you, you, I, you gotta look at that stuff and like the point we're at is, you know, okay, Biden, okay, Harris. And my biggest thing was when you talked about this election, you know, what is this given an opportunity to? Cause I'm looking at the house and the Senate too. And I'm like, I'm looking at those and I'm like, to me, that's the numbers that matter because yeah. we gained a seat in the Senate. We need 51 seats for the majority. Uh, it's saying we have 48, we're tied with the Republicans for 48 or Democrats are tied Republicans for 48. And then uh, as far as the House, Democrats have 209 to Republicans 196 and they need 218 for the majority. So, you know, I'm like, can Democrats pull off the suite and get the House, Senate, and the presidents? Like, can we get all three? Because hmm. I mean, if that's the case, that's when you're talking about sweeping change can actually be enacted. Mm-hmm. Like, because then you have the people that you know want universal health care, the people that want a fifteen dollar minimum wage, the people that you know that want to protect pre-existing conditions, that want people to have you know women to have the rights to make decisions when it comes to their bodies. Like all of those things. They can make those changes, you know, that want to fund education in a way that makes sense, that doesn't want to turn HUD into something that puts people out on the streets. You know, mm-hmm. all of those things, that, that's where really the focus is. And we have an opportunity, you know, we had an opportunity to vote to make that happen. Yeah. Exactly. You know, unfortunately, exactly. we live in a state with apparently only three cities that has good common sense, but hey. That's what New Orleans, New Orleans, Baton Rouge, Shreveport. Yeah, those three. Like I'm not from Louisiana, I'm from New Orleans. <laughs> do not claim me Louisiana. I, I can't do it. But to kind of put a bow on this one, my question to you guys is: I mean, the way it's trending, of course, Biden's more likely to be our next president. Do you see a possibility of a civil war happening of Trump supporters being so upset that now we have a new president versus versus Trump? I honestly don't, but I think it's a lot like with social media, things get hyped up so much more than they need to be. And knowing some, also knowing some Trump supporters that are, you know, and if they've had, like I've listened, because I am friends with some Trump supporters on my Facebook, because I believe in still being able to be nosy and see what they're talking about under their threads, you know? So I look, I look at- and we're going to talk about that a little bit later. And this is, and I'll, I'll go right. into that. 
but what i've seen is that like someone else had this same question they're like do you think there'll be a civil war after like if whoever doesn't do whatever and even the trump supporters that were under that thread they were like nah you know (laughs) you know nobody i don't think people really are about it like they talking about like yeah you, you have a small you have a a small group of people but there's always going to be some sort of agitators mm-hmm. that are going to take and it's mm-hmm. kind of like good cop bad cop situation mm-hmm. but even in the black lives matter protests there are those agitators that may even be trump supporters themselves that pose as black lives right. matters protesters right. and they cause havoc and ruckus just to say that the the news reporters like are reporting that it was actually like mm-hmm. pro Black Lives Matter protesters, mm-hmm. even if they don't specifically say Black Lives Matter protesters, they may just be like, "Oh, there was a riot. Someone started a riot at this gas station, but it was during a Black Lives Matter protest." But they didn't even say who that type of person was. But people already come to the assumption that it was probably a Black Lives Matter supporter. So then Black Lives mm-hmm. Matter gets the heat because of it. So okay. I really think. Um, I don't I really think that white people or I should say the whole white superiority complex which is not even true like it's more white inferiority. Sure. I don't think that they are going to do much. They really and like I said, two sides of the same coin. What are they really losing from this? Most of them aren't going to be losing much at all. They right. may they I just agree. think they are. Yeah, it's it's their perception of it and it's it's like you said it's a, it's it's an infor- inferiority complex. And then it's, you know, it's unfounded fear because mm-hmm. then at this point, it's, I, I always felt like when I looked at these situations and when we looked at, you know, white fragility and stuff like that, it was more just the concept of you don't have just this absolute control. Right. You're, you're no longer in this perception of being in a superior position. And they don't they don't know how to tolerate that. Like they don't they don't know how to not be perceived as being superior. And it, it's, but what it's, it, but it's, think about it. What is the definition of being superior? No, no, no. I, that's why I know? said it's, it's a perception. It's not even being really yeah. superior. But they just perceived because that's what they get taught. Like yeah. I, I, you know, I, I so I'm 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 mixed. My dad, my mom's white. Her family's from Kentucky. Uh, my uncle, my aunt and uncle, my aunt, uh, my mom's older sister, and then my uncle, she married a guy from Alabama. Mm-hmm. And he he's clearly a Trump supporter. And I'll never forget one time he made the statement about, you know, protecting babies and abortions and shit like that. And I'm like, I get it. Like, I understand. That's your personal belief. But if, if that matters, if that one thing is your justification for everything else, that's real weak. Right. I'm like, what, what else is it? Like, what besides that, if that's the only thing you have, that's the only leg you have to stand on, what, what, what else do you have? Because he's clearly not a, a, a quote unquote Christian. You know, he, he doesn't, he, he doesn't, you know, exude any kind of Christian values. So I don't know why you being a Christian would stand behind him, you know, and if him as a person 
you know, he's got a history of everything, sexual assault, lying, fraud, you know, uh, being a slumlord, like any, if he wasn't white, you would hate him. And that's it. Like if he wasn't white. If he wasn't white, he'd be in jail. He'd be dead. He'd be dead. Yeah, you're right. He'd be dead. Like if he wasn't white, like if Obama did half the shit that Trump has done. Yeah. He wouldn't have made it. He wouldn't have made it through four years, much less eight. He wouldn't oh, have even Lord. been considered a senator. No, of, well, I mean, of Illinois. Yeah. Like they wouldn't even have got him that far. Would, yeah, like he, it would have been. We can't confirm this guy. Like yeah. that guy? Nah. Like he looks good, but nah. He's a terrible person. Like he wouldn't even be in politics. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, it's it's this is, but you know, when you're taught your whole life that white is right, that's what they go with. They don't know anything else. And it's like, you know, you, you have moments like this where you have to break the perception that it's not, it's not, you know, it's not white is right, it's not black is wrong. It's a matter of we're all just people. It ain't even right. that black is right either, because we right. know our own people. <laughs> Look, yeah, there's a lot of accountability that for all sides. Yes. Exactly. You yeah. know, and that, that's my thing. Like, I'm big on accountability in general. Like, I'll hold anybody accountable. Like, you know, I, I remember somebody posted something about holding your elders accountable for when they when they do trifling shit. Like, nah, you don't get a pass because yeah. you're 81. Nah, yes. that was trifling. So, yeah. you know, it was just one of those things. But you know, we have to we have to hold our own accountable. Thanks. Yep. At the same time as trying to hold them accountable. And that that that's always the thing for me. Like when I look at this election, you know, it's like, this is the opportunity for America to hold itself accountable for all the fuck shit it's done before. Yeah. Like, you know, and putting Obama in office didn't, didn't, you know, that's not like, here, you got a black president. Like, no, that doesn't fix anything. Like, that's not like a Band-Aid over a gunshot wound. It doesn't work that way. Mm -hmm. So. Anyway, though, hashtag Trump 2020. So see, I'm all, I'm all come with the hashtags. You know, we just, just gotta wait till the votes be count till the votes are counted. I mean, I knew this was gonna be a long protracted process. Uh yeah, I think we all knew that. I mean, I don't think a lot of people realized it was gonna be as long as it was. And I think for us in New Orleans getting hit with a hurricane right before the election didn't help either. But just knowing who Trump is, we kind of knew he would kind of drag the shit out. Like the whole thing was stop the voting and all that, stop mm -hmm. the counting or anything. Like just like you kind of knew that somehow, somewhere he put his his imprint on kind of stopping the result. We all kind of had an oh, yeah. idea that Biden would this thing. Like even though I was nervous at first, I even text you like, "Man, how you feeling?" Like I'm going to the liquor store. I'm like, I'm kind of nervous myself. But over time, like, okay, I think we are on the brink. Of finally getting Trump out of office. Yes. So I'm happy now. Well, yeah, I know I mean, a lot of people woke up with really good vibes this morning, yeah, especially with the yeah. announcement of Georgia, at least. Stacey Abrams really hey, came through. She held it down. Yeah. She held it down. And um, people hit um, me about, about Philly too. I'm like, I told you, yeah, hey. we got that. We got that. I mean, because here's the thing you go to bed and they red and you wake up, they blue. It's kind of tough. Yeah, you know, mm -hmm. but, but that's the, you know, I think Philly had like 200,000 mail in ballots to count. And, you know, a lot of people were saying, well, why they didn't count them already? Well, the law 
in those counties and in those states because it's different everywhere. Right. Certain counties have it where you can't start counting until election day. Yeah. So it's like I mean, it's I mean, it's so. it's yeah. you know, and then we have Trump. You know, well, all the ballots should have been counted on election day. Well, no, the law says they can't start counting till election day. You got a million ballots to count. He's not gonna follow the law regardless. I mean, that's that's what we did. We we just know that's he's not gonna follow protocol. So look, all, all, all I know is I'm just waiting for them to be like, go on, log off, big homie. Go on, log off. <laughs> So you clock out now. Go ahead. Yeah, you gonna clock out now. We good. Pack, you know. Pack your shit. Get out the door right now. I go mean, ahead. I would think at this point, like this is this is it's like the Alamo. Like it just looks bad. Like you you know you know it's it's not gonna go in your favor, but you're gonna burn the country down with you. That's his plan. You gotta try to go. Like burn this bitch down. Like if I gotta go out, I'm out of bang. Like literally. So, but. I'm just glad that it's in the process of him leaving the office. So, bye, Alicia. So, move, moving into the next topic, we had a really big amendment on the ballot this year as far as like Louisiana goes. And it was reproductive rights, it was women's you know, essentially women's right to choose if they want to have an abortion or not. And I know as a man, it's a really weird thing to vote on for me. Because it's like, I'm a father and it's like, I have two kids and I feel like, yeah, if I was with somebody and you know, we, they got pregnant. And if we had that conversation, I would want to have a say in it. But ultimately, like, it's, it's still like her body, like she has to carry the kid and develop the kid for nine months. You know, pregnancy is a dangerous thing for a woman. Like, it's not just easy. Like, it's, it's not like, oh, I'm pregnant. Oh, I got a kid nine months later. No, like women's body go through changes and there's, there's hormones. And, you know, if you talk about the risks, right, you talk all about like, you know, di- diabetes and blood pressure, and all this other stuff that's going on. And it's like to, to have to go vote on something like that. Like the only thing I felt like I could even do was be like, nah, it's their it's they decision. <laughs> like, like exactly. why, why are we even here? And then to see that it overwhelmingly passed, not in favor of women having the reproductive, the choice, the decision on their reproductive rights is just crazy. But the problem is, I think also too was the wording of the amendment. Like the way how it, it portrayed it, it was three, four, five times to understand. What it was, was worded very well. So right. and here's the thing, and it, it, this is this is what I have to say. It's not so much how it was worded. It's understanding why it was worded the way it was, because the option was: does there need to be specific language in the Constitution that protects it? Or does there not need to be specific language in the Constitution that protects it? True. And that was I mean, that, that was the difference. And I felt like that. I feel like it tripped up people. Yeah, I think it, it did. It really did. So I mean, I kind of want to get Jessica's opinion because she's a woman. I'm glad she's here to kind of give 
the women's point of view on this, but just on my side, I was very upset that this passed. Like, I was really annoyed that man want to have control of a woman. Like, that's, again, like what Mark was saying, like, it's all about almost vibe. What they go through is what they go through. I mean, as a man, we, we don't know what's going on with one's body. But we have no control over that. So, Jessica, I want to get your opinion. You, yeah, you're the floor. Well, I mean, yes, I am a woman. Um, but I'll also say that not all women have to bear children. So um, I'm going to say vagina owners because vagina owners are normally the ones that can bear children. Um, mm-hmm. But also, I just also want to mention that not everyone knew ahead of time. I knew that there was a lot of little posters and lawn signs that were popping up that were like vote yes vote no on amendment one like months Mm -hmm. ahead of time um and i feel like a lot of people did not necessarily do their research ahead of time i know i was out at the rallies and protests so like they were talking about that pretty much every single time they would always be like vote no for amendment one vote no vote no vote no vote no and so it was never like a no-brainer for me when i went in and voted you know i already knew what to vote um, without even having to read it, honestly. Um, and I'm glad I didn't. Um, I didn't really want to. Um, I could have. And now that I have voted and nothing has, I mean, obviously, like, it's been it's been cast. Like, it's all done. Like, I can probably go back and actually read and hear what people were saying. Because, like, some people, like you said, did not realize that it was, like, what they were voting for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The yes and the no about it all. Um, I think for me personally, like, and just and a disclaimer, this does not really change how abortion is going to be in Louisiana. It's right. just that Louisiana, if they were to overturn Roe versus Wade at the Supreme Court or like at the highest of the highest, it means that Louisiana will have the first dibs of like being able to uh, reject abortions from vagina owners that want to get them but if it is not turned if it's not overturned all the way up there then it's never going to happen it's just an amendment that they wanted to it was actually done i don't know why they completely did it but anyway um as a woman as a vagina owner um i'm not really happy with it but (laughs) the thing is however though i know for me personally it does not affect me as much because i'm also I mean, I can still get pregnant, but like, I'm also on an IUD. So I birth control, like that is my, like, I'm really protected right now. So even if I, if I were to just all get pregnant, you know, I know I'll have to answer to other things, but I know that my chances of getting a child while this IUD is in me is very, very, very low. So it kind of gives me a little bit of a reassurance and i think when it comes to planned parenthood which is where i got my id from by the way and a lot of people just think that planned parenthood does abortions they do they not really they do don't. everything they, they do, do everything so much yeah and i mean the last time i was in like everything everything and i was there just the other day and people just think that women and vagina owners go into uh, planned parenthood for like checkups and stuff no like i was sitting in between two guys two penis owners the other time i was there and i was just like oh you can okay. get std testing you can get yeah. sex education you can get mm-hmm. so many different like and that's one thing that trips me out like whenever i would drive down claiborne 
and I would see like the old white people out in front of outside of Planned Parenthood. Yeah. yeah, and I'd be yeah. like, "Do y'all even understand what the fuck is going on? Like, they're not just in there ripping un un undeveloped fetuses out of women. Like, people yeah. are going in there to get like wellness checkups and exactly you know, services and counseling. They don't even do. I don't even believe they do abortions at that particular clinic. Right. Yeah. So it's it's again it's another one of those things where people put it in their minds and they think that it's bigger than it actually is and everything so you know it is what it is they can do what they do but Planned Parenthood I personally have had really good I've had good experiences with them every single time I've gone Mm -hmm. and the workers that they have there are so inclusive they don't care they don't judge you Mm -hmm. about anything that you're going there for like you can I don't sense a like a, a tidbit of like any sort of malice or whatever, because I'd be right. going in there a lot for STD screenings, but you know, don't, 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 don't hate, don't hate the, the player, hate the game, whatever. Well, no, anyway, look, um, I tell people all the time, look, you gotta <laughs> go get your pecker check. I'm like, look, yeah. I'm keeping 100. Whatever your lifestyle is, whatever you choose to do, you know, unless you're in a long term relationship, even if you're in a long term relationship, you still need to get screened, you know, minimum twice a year. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like, like, like it, it, it just it's it, it baffles me when I talk to people. And it's like, oh, I ain't never, I, I ain't never get tested for what? Right, because people assume <laughs> that it's, if they're in a monogamous relationship, they automatically assume that their other partner is not going to be with anyone right. else, so they shouldn't have to go do whatever. But that's never, never all, especially in these times, like things are changing and mm-hmm. you just never know. You just be safe and go do the test. It's right. usually free. I know for me, it's been free every single time. So um, I've been blessed to have insurance um, that does that. But even like, if you're on Medicaid, you go there for free. Yeah. Anyway, so back to the abortion uh, situation, I want to actually, and there was some information that I found. I'm actually a friend of one of the people that helped draft this amendment. Oh, wow. Like with the wording. Wow. Um, I'm not going to reveal the name of the person, but I will. Just DM me the reveal. name. Later on. I will, I, I will DM you the name, but um, all I, I can say is that. I might get mad. All I'll say is that also they are a mother of a few of the daughters that went to high school with me and I went to St. Mary's Dominican High School which is an all girls Catholic mm-hmm. high school first off and they are very pro life um, and also Susan Bar- or Beret whoever the person is that took over RGB mm-hmm. like and that that's been that's another story for another day but yeah. the name of this um the name of this place is called the bioethics defense fund that's the name of the, I guess, the firm that helped them write the amendment. Senator Kath- Katrina Jackson, they provided her legal consultation to draft the Louisiana, what they call the Louisiana Love Life Amendment. Quotation marks, yep. Yeah. So that's the name of the amendment, if anyone is interested in knowing about it. But yeah, they helped them write it. So that's where the confusion came from this person right here that I already know. And that's the other thing about being from Dominican, you know so many people and you like Kiki and everything, you're all good with them, you know, while mm-hmm. you're there. And you know, you're also like me, I was still young, like I'm still a high schooler, but you just never know when you get older and adult, when it's all gonna come back and not necessarily bite you in the butt, but like, you know, a lot of Dominican women 
from what I've seen, they have gone on to do big and better things. And I mean, if there's one thing we have learned at Dominican is to always strive for veritas, to strive for truth. And so knowing that, I don't know, at least for me, like, and my, I mean, I guess what my truth is, is that I want to be able to have say over what my body can well, do at all times. As you should, as you should. So, yeah, that's my take on that amendment. And I mean, it doesn't really bother me. I know it's passed. I know people are getting upset about it, but like for me, I don't, I think it's another one of those scare tactics. I mean, yes, we know that majority of Louisiana, which has been red, a red state for at least since 1968, is going to remain red with their red ideals. So it's like, um, I'm not super, and like Marlon said, you know, like I know I'm from New Orleans, I'm not from Louisiana. Like I just <laughs> kind of like to keep it in that, I, I like to think of it that way. And, you know, I just like to, not, not that I necessarily like to just stay around people that are like-minded like myself, because sometimes I do like to venture out and sometimes I'm forced to anyway, because I'm a black woman and I usually am in a lot of white spaces. So like, I already do it like without even necessarily thinking about it, but um, no, I do think there's an, it's, it's good to have a balance of both sometimes to keep yourself rounded. And I mean, what I do now when I have kids someday, I say someday, like I may not have kids in the next year. So who knows what my life's going to be the next year. But, you know, I want to make sure that what I'm learning now gets passed on to them. So as best as I can, if I can give my life good now, even with my people skills and like talking to people and being able to like address people of all different walks of life, like it's nothing, you know, I know that they will catch on to that pretty quickly and do that as well and that's just gonna keep making the rest of our futures for generations down the line better so yeah yeah it just sucks man that we feel like going backwards like going forward you know that's the but, but the thing, thing is it's like but it, it really it's not like because what it is is it's about language. we're not going not backwards so much. yeah it, it's so the amendment itself it's about protective language in in the Louisiana state constitution. And and like like Jessica said, you know, they gotta undo Roe versus Wade. They gotta do a lot to get to that point. Yes. And it, you know, so Louisiana is also the only uh, the only state that has this. And all the other states, like they're the, the only one. Yeah, so it's so, like you I know, hate it here. Go ahead. Well, I, I told you New Zealand is always an option. Yeah, um, looking kind of nice. Or, or Canada. Looking real nice right now. But there's ahead, also bro. lots of other laws that have been passed in other states within the last couple of days that have been monumental Yeah. in regards to progress. I mean, mm -hmm. if anything, we all know the South is going to be the last to progress in anything. Absolutely. So, I mean, and, it, and that has not changed for a very long time. So, I mean, I mean <laughs> when you look at laws that have passed, like, you know, when we talk about like marijuana legalization, which is a big thing for a lot of people, I mean, I think that's really important. You know, you talk about like Arizona has made it recreationally, recreationally legal, and you can own up to six of your own plants. Mm. So really? You talk, yeah. So, you know, when you talk about that, I think that's a, a move in the right direction in that 
prompts states to make good decisions, you know, because it's you gotta you gotta put pressure on other states to do things that make sense apparently. Like you have to peer pressure them into doing common sense legislation, you know, and when you you know, and hopefully we can continue to just do that. Like hopefully, you know, you have every other state eventually just have common sense legislation and the South just has to fall in line. And we have enough people that, you know, we, we continue to vote in people and have people that run that want progressive legislation that looks out for people and does, does right by people, you know, expunging minor offenses, you know, decriminalizing marijuana, uh, you know, there's so many different things we could do in the state that would just transform our political landscape and our socioeconomic landscape, but we just, we just can't get out of our own way. Like, we finally have sports betting, you know, and states have had that for years, you know, through, through apps, you know. It's, you know, we've had sports betting, but now we can do it through an app now. So that was on the ballot this year, which is crazy. It passed. But it's because we just couldn't figure out how to monetize it for whatever reason. Yep. Whereas New York has been doing it for years. Texas has been doing it for years. So. Again, I hate it here. (laughs) So so hating it here. And I I know we all do this. Like, I know, Marlon, you're blocking people. Uh, I've posted various things. Trump supporters. Let's let's be clear. Trump supporters. Yes, you're you're blocking Trump supporters. Absolutely, who are out of character. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, but no, that's understandable. Like, depending your social media is your social media. If if that's what you got to do to protect your peace, and you go on Facebook for Instagram, whatever, that's what you got to do. And you're entirely, and that's the thing. Like, you're entitled to do that. Like, I don't have a problem. I know I have people who are Trump supporters on my face that are friends on Facebook and I'm entirely okay with it. And it's like, you know, if I, if I, if I was being honest, yeah, there are some things I look at that, you know, maybe it's a, a financial policy or maybe it's a, a, a person, whatever, like I look at it and it's like, you know, it may make sense. It's just who it's coming from is like the bad, is bad delivery for it. You know, well, and that being said, you know, there's a lot of other things to overcome with that too. So then it's like, you know, how do you, do you see yourself being able to deal with those people that have different opinions after the election, Marlon? Well, let me clarify for a second. So as far as blocking people, I, I never did that before up until basically ap- after the whole George Floyd thing mm-hmm. and Jacob Blake, where people were, up, well, I guess Trump supporters, I guess, whoever were questioning why were people rioting and burning down and everything? Like, look, we as a people are frustrated and tired that unarmed black people are being killed and not being held accountable to that. That is why we're upset. And if you have to burn some shit down, you got to burn it down to make noise. And the fact that people can understand that is like, I'm tired of going back and forth with you. You can't comprehend. I'm, I'm, I'm tired. I'm done. Like, what more you me to tell you? Or why did Colin Kaepernick take a knee? Well, same thing, racial inequality. Like, police officers not being held accountable for what they're doing. If you can't understand my point of view, okay, case in point, block. Like, I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to interrupt my piece. Like, I'm, I'm tired of defending the same 
argument over and over and over again. Like it's a point. Like I'm just I'm tired. Like I'm done. So maybe I shouldn't black people. I shouldn't. But it gets to a point. Like just my own personal sanity. If I have to keep repeating myself over and over and over again, I, I'm I'm done. Like I'm done to tell you. So go ahead, Jessica. What? <laughs> <laughs> like, like where, what's your point of view on like disagreements on social media like I mean I understand that I shouldn't get to that point of blocking people but I mean it's your decision if you want to block people or not people do it for different reasons it's not mm-hmm. necessarily always political either some people just can't stand when you know especially when Facebook wasn't uh I would say, you know how when Facebook used to just be what you saw, like literally everybody that you had friend wise, like you saw all their posts whenever they posted, like on the hour, every hour, every minute, some people would post like one different, like a letter, a post, a status, and you would see all of that all at once. Like some people just couldn't deal with that. And I know there were not necessarily settings back then where you could like hide that person's feed from you and all that so like there's just different reasons as to why folks don't necessarily want people as their friend or whatever and i mean coming from out of coming out of the myspace world into facebook um you know trying to get rid of my myspace ways i know a lot of folks wanted like their little top eights and top tens but let's not go back to myspace right now we're talking about facebook and how <laughs> talk sorry i like i had a little flashback moment um all do. but i think when it comes to disagreements with people that you're friends with let's say i mean like think about why you became friends with them in the first place that's the first thing i do when i see someone i disagree with but i'm like okay so why did i become friends with them in the first place was it just because of like if it wasn't for a good reason or i saw that oh we had a a couple of mutual friends but i don't actually know this person i may be more inclined to delete them but if I actually have some sort of friendship relationship with them and I know their personality, I know who they are as like, I don't know, not even necessarily like a Trump supporter, but as a mother, as a, as a wife, as a sister, as a whatever, I'm more inclined because I know I have another connection with them in another way mm-hmm. that can subside. And I know if I know their character, if I know that they are willing to listen to me, <coughs> Dying. Um, Rona. <laughs> I also am I'm overcoming tonsillitis. So, like, um, that's also another thing. So, anyway, um, I do think that people can reconcile, but it's, it's going to have to happen offline. I don't like to have long conversations about race or anything that is heated in that nature. It's so hard to do it online if you can find a time to even just have a phone call with somebody or even a zoom meeting and talk to them about it it's going to be a lot more effective than doing it online because the issue is is especially in these day and age with social media and especially if you're reading it we always take things out of context we will read something and think that they're yelling at us because they are yelling in all caps, but that person may just be chill as whatever. And they are just like, they just forgot to turn off their caps lock or whatever as they were typing. You know, there's like different things like that. And as for somebody that disagrees with me, I tend to like to at least find out why they feel that way. Um, If they can't give a valid argument, 
then thankfully there's also another thing on Facebook that I love right now. It's the uh I think it's mute. Yes. I think there's like a mute button you or can, whatever. You can mute somebody for 30 days. You can mute somebody mm-hmm. indefinitely. You can hide posts from people. You can hide their store. Yeah. So like yeah. if you don't want someone like, but you still want to still be associated with them in some sort of way. Cause it most of the time it's just like and you got to think about people's like intentions of as to why they have already post like commented mm-hmm. underneath your post. I've even been guilty of that where I have like jumped to conclusions on what somebody's trying to say in their post. And then like, I say something that is totally out of line and they're like, yo, that was totally out of line because I didn't mean it that way. So, <clears throat> um, I think I've... in social media also, sorry, I have one more thing oh, to yeah. say. Uh, I think the other thing is, especially when it comes to Trump supporters in particular and people that are on the far left or the far right, I don't know if y'all seen a Netflix show or the Netflix, uh, movie, or I don't know what to call it, but it's called the, there's two of them, the great hack and the social dilemma. I've heard, of both. heard about that. One. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've watched it either. Yeah. I haven't yeah, watched that one. Yeah, social dilemma. You have to check that out. I'll talk about that one. But it's basically about well, the great hack is about how Trump basically won the election through mm-hmm. Cambridge, uh, Cambridge, Cambridge Analytica. Yeah, yeah, and they're campaigning for him just like like just through social media, through mm-hmm. Facebook, and like finding ways of targeting different areas of the country for people that they know like demographics and making assumptions about them and like going Mm -hmm. in and literally like showing them things that they know that they're going to get towards and if there were people that were like kind of in the middle they tried to even get those folks to like pick a side by the time the election actually happened so that you know uh trump got his cookies so with that (laughs) Um, the the so the great hack was a little bit more about how they do this overall with like any person that has social mm-hmm. media on their phone on their computer and how they market to people. So yes, there are Trump supporters, in particular. I feel like they are almost the most vulnerable, but that's also my understanding of it because I've also like. I've also been like a, what would I call like a victim of this, but like, I guess from the other side of things, but because I'm a little bit more conscious of it, I can see when I have, that's why I like to keep my Trump supporters on my Facebook because I know that there is less of a likelihood for me to, um, to be, to just be, what's the best word I can say? To be steered in one direction or be ignorant of another person's perspective because there have been times where i've spoken to like i said earlier trump supporters that actually had valid arguments for certain things and um i would say one thing in particular i don't know if you heard about um mayor Cantrell within the last day or so about the polls with this um he said like senator or the secretary of state was like refusing yeah. to bring generators Provide to generators. new orleans yeah yeah and apparently at least from one of the trump supporters that had came on my facebook page and they were like that wasn't true and um apparently she just like she she said it too quickly or something or they had generators coming down to the city for that reason apparently and she gave me sources of like 
valid sources that stated all of this and you know i was like okay well cool so you know like there's this like assumptions that are made but like mm -hmm. the point is is like there are some folks that are trying to i think i like the trump supporters that want to know more about the other side of things like kind of like me where like i am one of those far what am i a left far left i don't know i'm not yeah. far far left but like i'm i'm to the point where like I will still hear out of Trump supporter if they have something interesting to say and it's not just ignorant, they're not disrespecting well, yeah. me. If, if, and if, if you got sensible opinions and we can have a conversation, that's what that's what matters. And that's that's when right. you can have that. It's just But I, I would even say some folks on the left, like uh, the left and the right, like some of them are just so both sides are just yeah. very ignorant. And they don't want to hear the other side. They hear one little wrong thing. And again, this is all online. So you can interpret however someone's right. trying to say something however you want, because you are hearing it the way you want to hear it, not necessarily the way that they are trying to convey it. That's why I say face-to-face -face interactions and us like getting back to like talking to each other in person and not hiding behind mm -hmm. the screens of our phones and everything is so important. I look at it. for me it reminds me of like growing up and then texting becoming the big thing yeah i was never a big texter i am now but that's just because i'm older and i don't like people so <laughs> you know don't we all you know but i was never a big i was always a big in person or i want to talk to you because I, I was always the type like the inflections in your voice your body language how you say certain things, all of that matters. And you lose that when it's typed out. Like you you lose that. So then, you know, you get statements. And I know I'm guilty of this because in in a text, I can be very dry. Cause like I'm people texting. people don't they think your tone is probably more dry than it actually is. Right. And it's like I just all of a sudden it's like, you know, I come off harsh or I come off just very blunt, very straightforward. And I'm like, nah, I just, I, I like, I, I sent out pertinent information. Like this is what it is. It is not, it's not meant one way or another. It's just what it is. So I, I know, I think for me, like when I look at that, when we talk about how we deal with people how we deal with people with different opinions, I know discourse is the only way we're going to get through it. Communication is the only way we're going to get through it, you know, being and not even communication, but having a willingness to listen. Like and actually yeah. listen, not listen with the intent to respond, but listen with the intent to absorb what's being said. Exactly. Like people, people can have differing opinions and still work towards a common goal. Yep. Like you can you can get to, you know, that's the one thing I, I always think about, like the highway system. Like we can go to two, you can take two different ways to get to the same place. Yep. You could take 20, you can take, like if you want to get to Shreveport, you can take I-20, you can take I-49, you can take I-55. You can also get it at some point. You can also yeah. take a private jet. You could you could take a private jet. You could take a helicopter. You know, you, you can, you like can ride up the river, Mississippi River the whole way. You yep. know, I mean, you know, so it's, but and that's the thing. Like you gotta, you gotta be willing to you, you have to be open to communication, but I think what you said is an important point too, though. 
because you have people that's so far one direction or the other, like they're just submerged in it. And like, yeah. they're, they're like a raw nerve. And I mean, the way you say that, that's good, though, because I mean, just in my case specifically, if they ask me a question and I tell them, like, why? Why is Kyle and Kaepernick doing that? Why? But that, they, that's what I'm saying. But you're, you're the type of person that'll communicate it and you'll have those conversations. So here's have, the sorry one thing that i do in those situations especially if they're answering these questions over because i get that too people will always ask the same questions to me and i will respectfully say i am too tired to answer your question (laughs) and leave it at that i mean and i'm like i will gladly talk about this with you at another time but right now i do not have the mental capacity to answer your question like I, i make the effort to like explain like my point of view and it seems to me that you are just being ignorant to not receiving what I'm telling you. At that mm-hmm. point, it's like, okay, my hands are tied. Like, believe me, like, I believe in everyone having different opinions. Like, I have some friends who are Trump supporters, but we don't, like, beef in it like that. Like, I respect your decision of who you support. But it gets to a point where if you and I come to a point where we have a, a debate and it's healthy, that's cool with me. But you get to a point where you're just being ignorant about it. Then I got then I want to talk to you about. So mm-hmm. that's just that just that's where I'm at with the guys I so-called block because those were guys I went to high school with. Like I went to Brother Martin, it was a predominantly white school, and I was cordial with these guys. I wasn't really friends, you would say I was cordial, but we never like hung out. So we were always you know, communicating sometimes on Facebook. And then once this whole Black Lives Matter movement came about, and then I make posts and they commented, and that's when it all started. Like, mm-hmm. okay, obviously you are not trying to receive information trying to give you i'm trying to respond to you you never respond to me so therefore you know what block and that's okay not everybody you don't have to be everybody's friend and not all like right people are wrong and not all wrong people are right and it's okay you know not everybody it takes a community you get to choose your community right and every community raises you it takes a community to raise a person Mm -hmm. Not just a child, but like a human being, a an adult as well. So the great thing about being an adult is that you get to choose your community a little bit more than kids can. If that makes sense. Absolutely. <clears throat> you know, I, I it's important. I think saying that is important. Like I know for me, uh, I've gotten to the point where I feel like you can you you can choose your family as well. Like yeah. you have to. Yeah. Like at, at this point, because I know just to me, like my family is mixed. My family is very diverse. Like I'm not close with a lot of my family on either side, just because I'm not like we don't get along all the time or maybe we don't agree. And that even extends out to some of my siblings. Like I'm not close to them just because I'm not. It just is what it is. And, you know, maybe I'll never be. But I think at this point saying that, you know, you have to choose that because it does determine like where you go. And that's that applies to social media, that applies to business, to relationships, like it applies to everything. Like no matter what what setting you're in, choosing who you surround yourself with matters. And then, there you go. You know. So do do I think wrapping up here is a good point. Uh just thinking about everything we still probably have another couple of days as far as votes being counted 
that's going to be fun to watch Trump's meltdown because it's only it's only going to get worse. Uh, you know, Amendment One, as big as it was, there's still a long way to go before it actually affects reproductive rights and women's rights to choose. And then, you know, looking at disagreeing with people on social media, it's choice, it's democracy. You can choose to do it. Mm-hmm. You can, you know, you don't have to, no one has to stay on your page. You don't have to stay on anyone else's page. And I think those are, those are very important points to understand. Like, you know, votes are still being counted. Everything's being done legally. Like we're still getting votes from servicemen and women who are overseas, like, do you not want to count their votes? Do their votes count any less? I mean, mm-hmm. frankly, I feel like their votes count maybe a little bit more because um, mm-hmm. they, they, they put their lives on a line for a country that at times doesn't do everything it can to take care of them when they come back scarred or wounded or something like that. So, you know, that's just, that's just my look on that. But I mean, y'all got anything else? Uh, for me, I'm just very grateful that a lot of people voted this year. Oh, you know that you know people were some people were hesitant about like my voice doesn't matter. Nah, it does matter. Like we had record numbers of people voting. Like I was so taken aback of that finally people understood that their voice does matter. Like mm-hmm. your vote, your say does matter. So by people having the courage and actually getting up off their ass and voting is now we are making a change. You you are a part of making a change. So I'm proud of that. And finally, uh, arrest the guys who uh, killed Brian Taylor. Mm. I mean, we're still waiting on that. Like, I don't understand that thing, but that's another episode of another day. And uh, Jessica, thank you for coming on the podcast. I truly appreciate it. You thank are a you. great guest. So any yeah. final remarks to you? I'll just say that, you know, they always say change takes time and I do not subscribe to that. I've been told that like pretty much my whole life when I want something remarkable to happen as like being diverse, like I have a more diverse, inclusive community. And I really do believe that change just takes black women being in leadership positions. So that's what I hope for for the future because that that's when things are actually going to get done. So, yeah. Absolutely. Hey, look. <laughs> <laughs> that's a whole conversation <laughs> right there. That's a whole episode. Yes. But you know what? Yeah. I'd be here for it. Yes. Let, let, look, let Maxine run the country for a while. I'd be here for it. I'd be here for it. Yes. <laughs> get everything done. Sure. Look, look, Maxine and Stacey, 2024. I'm with it. Just I mean, your boy might run again in 2024, supposedly. See, we, uh, Trump we done. That, we, we, we done. We done, Marlon. I appreciate your input, sir. We're not about to go there again. <laughs> you're right. You're well, right. Well, Jessica, it's, it's definitely been a pleasure. Uh, y'all, check out the, what is it? The, the self-aware, self-aware millennial, millennial podcast. You, you, you had the part right. The preposition. Yeah. Like, that stuck with me the whole yes. time. Prepositions matter. <laughs> the self-aware <laughs> millennial podcast. This is your host with Daily Dollar Short, and we are out. Thanks. Bye.
And that's another episode. Give us a like and follow on Facebook and Instagram at Daily Dollar Show Podcast. And listen to us wherever you listen to your podcast on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and more.